Hey, great section of scripture today. One of my favorites. It is a go-to for me because, because oftentimes it's a, a real struggle for us. And so, you know, in this common struggle that we have, I'll talk about it in just a second. This is one of those verses that you for sure should uh, highlight, underline, commit to memory uh, because one day you definitely will need it. So today we're in Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to begin in verse 32. And the Bible says this, And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So Paul was always, you know, really dealing with the church and interpersonal relationships within the church because, shocker for you today, not always an easy thing. Not always an easy thing. And not just difficult because the adversary is always ready to uh, muddy the waters and stir things up. But you know, we're, we're people of flesh. And the church is a place where sinners have gathered and put their trust and faith in Jesus Christ. Um, but nevertheless, sinners have gathered and where there are sinners, there are always issues. Uh, and so just a beautiful, beautiful exhortation. You know, in light of the uh, wealth that we have as, as believers and the oneness that we have in Christ, he just lays out some very, very sweet guidelines for how we should relate to one another. One is that we should be kind. It's a great word. The word kind uh, has a lot of import in the original language. Um, God is kind towards us, and that means that his moral disposition towards us is always good. I know that sounds kind of complicated today, but his moral disposition. God is always wanting our good. God is never planning evil for us. And we're supposed to bear that same heart to one another. We're supposed, supposed to uh, have that heart where we want others to draw near to God, to be blessed, to be encouraged. The way that we think about people, the, the way that we treat them is with kindness. It's, you know, our attitude is always for somebody's good and never for their evil. We should be tender-hearted towards each other, not hard-hearted, right? Not closed-minded, uh, not judgmental, not sitting in the seat of, you know, the critical person. Rachel and I were just talking about this this morning and how easy it is, you know, to look at other people and the challenges that, that they might have in their their marriage or with their kids. And it's easy, you know, just to have this attitude of criticism where, you know, you can pick things apart in other people's lives. And what good does that dialogue do? You know, what good do those thoughts do? Instead, what we ought to be doing is we ought to be praying for each other. We should have a tender heart. You know, when people struggle, it's not as if we can't identify with what they're going through. It might look different, but the truth is all of us struggle. And so we should have that sweet, tender heart towards one another that is compassionate. And then finally, he says here, forgiving one another, uh, even as God in Christ has forgiven you. So the third thing is this, man, there's, there's just love covers a multitude of sin. There is a lot of opportunity within the church for us to be forgiving to each other. And, you know, forgiving, not, not, not to go into too much detail because you should know this. When I say forgiving, I'm not just saying, hey, you need to let it go. You just need to drop it. You need to let it go. You need to bury that. I knew a pastor some time ago who used to illustrate uh, forgiveness by 
um, having this ceremony where he would have a coffin, like literally, he'd have a coffin, open it up, you'd put your stuff in the coffin, and then he would bury the coffin. And, you know, that was his illustration. Um, this is what you do when you forgive, you bury it. Well, the problem is we dig it up. We dig it up all the time. You know, putting it in a coffin solves nothing. Giving it to God and putting it at the foot of the cross is what we're supposed to do. Forgiveness is an act of trust and faith in God. That's where it starts. Real forgiveness is supernatural because not only is it a step of obedience, but as you take that step of obedience and you're focusing on the cross and Christ, what, what he does supernaturally is he lifts the burden, he heals the heart, he reframes your attitude. There's all of this inner work that happens. And listen, sometimes, sometimes you know, the feelings that are associated with that come after the step of, obe of obedience, not before. Because sometimes you know, we're like, well, I don't feel like forgiving somebody. Well, your feelings have nothing to do with it. You take the step of obedience first in the midst of the difficulty, and as you do that, He works the miracle. And all of that is connected to how He has forgiven us. Jesus said it. He said, if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive you yours. If you want to be forgiven, then you have to be a forgiving person. I'm so grateful for our church because I see these three things all the time, kindness, tender-heartedness, and forgiveness. And may we just grow in these things. Father, we come to you today just honestly confessing lots of room for us to grow. Uh, we're gonna take steps of obedience here and we're gonna live this out and believe that you're gonna work the miracle while we do in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.